0: Gillespie our guest tonight and David Wildey. Uh, time now though we're going to New Zealand and New Zealand made three for 215 and reply. Aussies none for four and Andrew Ramsey's one of the great cricket writers too and Dizzy's written a lot of books. He oh, has. I looked at some of the uh, on today on a fantastic writer for Toolkit Depot become a Toolkit Depot trade member and get trade pricing every time you shop tools. Andrew welcome how are you?
1: Uh, well, thanks, David. How are you going?
0: Nice to speak with you. Um, I know you've always been a um, wonderful cricket writer, but you going from a bank teller to writing all these books and that, your life certainly changed a few years back. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, I'm just quite sure. Sometimes I do wonder about the career direction, but um, <laughs> when you're sitting here at the in you know, a near-full house in Wellington, it's probably not a bad decision overall.
0: And and before we look at this, you've done a lot of tours. So I was saying to Dizzy, if you... If you wanted a job, one of a great job to tour with the Australian cricket team around the world and you've done some of that, it's that's uh, you sort of slap yourself and pinch yourself.
1: Uh, you've been to a few interesting places um, and seen a few strange things, perhaps nothing stranger than Is he making 200? (laughs) (laughs) Which he may have mentioned somewhere in the past.
2: I always try to find a way to get Get it in in there, Rambo. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Always lead people in. But, Uh, Rambo, what do you make of the Australian side that uh, went out for this match? Is it what you would have expected?
1: Uh, I think that there was a bit of conjecture about whether Steve Smith played. um, I'm just not sure if they can figure out where to fit him into this batting line up, to be honest. You know, you know, established guys, Trav and David Warner at the top, then Mitch Marsh at three, Maxwell at four, Tim David at six. It's really only that kind of number five spot that maybe could would have taken. Um, and then you've got the you know, the big three quicks coming playing together for the first time in more than a year in this format. So uh, it pretty much picks itself. Um, the only change they might look at is Matt Wade, who's not here because he's uh, waiting or has just welcomed his third child. uh yeah. He's joining the touring party on the weekend, so that might be the only obvious swap in for Inglis. Um, but whether Smith can find a way in, I guess we'll probably learn over the next three games.
2: And what about Spencer Johnson? Has there been any talk around the camp that he may get a get a game?
1: Yeah, Mitch Marsh uh, said in his media conference yesterday that everyone would play at some stage. They're going to try some people in different positions. So Spencer, I think, he Some people were going to face one. He live here yesterday. There was a late call-up for uh, Marcus Stoinis, who was uh, a bit of back issue, so he'll get a run at some point. I saw him kicking the football before the, uh, the game. I know he kicked a hundred goals from Flinders Park back in the day, um, and <laughs> he will in reasonable nick with the with the Sherrin. So um, if he if he doesn't get a game of cricket, he might bring the the Australian Indigenous game over here.
0: Andrew Ramsey, our guest. Andrew, I was talking to Dizzy about Travis Head. Seems like he hasn't played for. A long, long while. He made the pair in Brisbane, had the the big score and a couple of low scores after his magnificent World Cup, but uh, he's three off seven. But it seems oh, sort of ages since we've seen him bat.
1: It's been a it's funny old summer for travel. He had that, the highest of highs with the, the World Cup over in India and then the 100 in Adelaide in the Test match against the West Indies. Then, they like I say, missed out in Brisbane, and I think they decided they just put him on ice for, a, for the remainder of the Australian summer, um, get him right for not just this series, but the two tests that follow. And he's obviously pretty crucial to their World Cup plans because this is the last official T20 they've played before that World Cup in June. So they're trying to bed down this opening pair. and um, Interesting to see how he goes. He like you say, hasn't hit many cricket balls. I think he's hit a lot of golf balls in the last few weeks, but whether that's yeah. going to help him, I'm not sure.
2: That seems to be this Australian side uh, under Andrew McDonald and, and Dan Vittori. They seem to play a lot of golf, Rambo, don't they? Uh,
1: we saw it. It's a, it's a feature of basketball in England. The England players would race through training and then they'll grab their clubs and walk off to the course. So whether they've taken the a leaf out of their book... I know Andrew McDonald likes to say that it's uh, it's not just golf, it's time on feet, so it's good preparation for a, a day in the field. But when you're spending longer playing golf than you are in the field for a C-20 game, I'm not quite sure I've had up. stack up. Uh, yeah, they're, they're very keen. they played at least three rounds. They've only been here since uh, Saturday, so they're, they're, they're squeezing it in.
2: And and how did the Australians bowl in that first innings? I mean, obviously the uh, New Zealand got th- two hundred and fifteen. It actually looked like they were going to score a few more runs there.
1: Yeah, I thought they might have finished maybe twenty skinny. Um, it's it's a, a funny ground. But it's very short, the square of the wicket. Although um, well, I heard one of the New Zealand players say it's not this that of a matches that that they've over. It just feels smaller with a square boundary, and it's it's a builder of a pitch. Um, so when they were going, with Devin Conway and Rajan uh, and Ravindra were on hitting them everywhere. They were on for you know, 230, 240. But yeah. um, the, spinners, the spinners clearly struggled on this. I think then uh, Maxwell went for 30-odd of his two. Adam Zampa went for about the same rate to his three. So I think with the spinners' pitch, um, there might have to be one of those banging back of the length as the ball gets a bit older. and um, We not, might not see much of Mitchell Sandman,
0: whoever else was going to post in for the Black Cats. Andrew, you wrote a book, The Wrong Line, and it's got a title on the title, What Happens on Tour Sometimes Needs to Be Told Not Stay Quiet. And once again, are there as many characters in cricket these days? I know the money's massive than perhaps even 10, 15 years ago. We seem to have a lot of, you know, from Warney to just about the whole Australian side, I think, even someone like McGrath in his own ways a character and Dizzy. But they seem to be, I don't know... A lot of robots, Steve Smith, Labashane, Hazelwood. What's your thoughts?
1: Uh, Yeah, I went to a different era, and I think the thing that's really changed is social media. There's just no getting away from people following you around and taking photos and shooting videos of you, and uh, so you have to become a little bit of a guarded person, I think, when you have your public persona, certainly. and they get a lot of media training now to make sure they, they don't say anything. They'd like to encourage them to show their personalities, but I think you know, social media feedback is so savage if you put a foot out of line or utter a wrong sentence here and there, but they just become very, very cautious. I reckon that's probably a large part of it, to be honest.
0: There'd be no dirt on Dizzy, though, would there? He's always a clean-cut sort of guy.
1: No, he was impeccable. I, mean, I, I, I can't remember anything that he would ever. D- just
2: had a, do- a you know, just had a dodgy haircut, Rambo, didn't I? Well, well, I
1: remember mean, seeing once in the streets in Birmingham where just being to buy the new bottle of hair colour. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realise that. I just thought it was all natural. <laughs> that was a bit confronting for me.
0: Hey, uh, Australian number 13, Chasing 215. Just quickly, uh, as well as cricket books, the basis of everything, um, probably a bit over my head, but where, where did that come from, you're writing non-cricket stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, publishers who publish the cricket books wanted to do a a book about these uh, two, well, Australian and New Zealander who were involved in, I guess, the road to the atomic bomb project. So, yep. yeah, Ernest Rutherford, who was from here in New Zealand, who's the guy who first split the atom, was a teacher and mentor to Mark Oliphant, the former governor of South Australia, who was integral in the Manhattan Project. Didn't get a mention in the Oppenheimer movie, I noticed, Mark Oliphant. So that was a bit of a, a disappointing omission, but. Um, I thought to myself, how hard can it be to write a book about uh, the atomic bomb, given that I failed year physics at Niriupa High School. Um, yeah. But I soon found out it could be very hard, but very enjoyable at the same time.
0: I tell you, I, I stood on the where the bomb dropped, went to Hiroshima in Japan in December, very sobering there with the museum, and we're right on the spot where that... It's incredible, really, what happened. Thankfully, I haven't seen one since.
1: No, well, that's all people who argue that you know, the bomb was going to bring an end to global wars and may have had a point There hasn't been a global outbreak since world war ii but um sometimes we feel like we're not far away from
0: it yeah andrew thanks for the chat you've written some great books you're a great cricket writer really enjoyed it and uh, thanks for having a chat with us today
2: thanks Jeff. thanks rambo